0: Everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. It is Thursday, April 21st. We are taking a look at the Friday, April 22nd NBA playoffs games that are coming our way just 24 hours from now. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, Dan Santa Ramita here with you on this episode of Best on the Board. It is Heat, Hawks, Bulls, Bucks, and Suns, Pelicans on Friday. We're going to be talking about those three games. Brandon Funston, the game you're most excited for out of those three.
1: Ooh. uh, Well, I I guess it would have to be... I'm excited because... I get to see your guys' reactions to the <laughs> Bulls game. So you guys had them just dead dead to rights to yes. start this series. And now, as you mentioned in a in a Slack message, that you're one of those like delusional Bulls fans oh, yeah. heading into the series now. And you've completely come full circle. So I'm just excited for that game just to watch your guys' emotional ride.
0: Oh, my God. Yep, I was all about a buck sweep coming into the series. And now in my head, I'm like, all right, so... Took one in Milwaukee. Chris Middleton's hurt, so this is a win. What's what's up with Boston? Should I start? Should I start scouting Boston now and getting ready for that second round series? Like I have totally, totally flipped. Understand?
2: Yeah, and the thing that bums me out is I was totally emotionally detached, and now I'm looking at the betting lines and I feel like I'm biased and on every one of them. is like, oh, man, I was having fun, you know, betting. Well, I actually lost the game two bet, but uh, and, and what's funny about it to me is I actually this is a good. Good betting tip in general. I don't know how many good betting tips we give on here, unless it's a Funston Pra. But um, <laughs> the the minute Middleton, I saw that MCL injury, I was like, oh, I got to bet a Bulls future right now for that series. I locked it in at four fifty, thinking that seemed long. If it, you know, it's one to one. The Bulls basically have a best uh, home court and a best of five. Middleton's gonna miss. You figure at least two games, if not the whole series. in don't mm-hmm. the severity. And so I was like, all right, lock it in, don't even think about it, bet it. I wake up today, and it's plus 200 after I got it at plus 450. So I don't think the Bulls are going to win this series, but I got some value to play with there, obviously. Yeah. So so that's, you know, be quick on those injury updates. I was surprised the line was even posted.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it was posted, too, with uh, the, the unknown about right. Chris Middleton's knee, and now we know it's an MCL sprain, so we shall see how much time, if any time, but we're, we, he's going to miss some time. We can pretty safely say that. How much time will he miss? That is to be determined. What is also to be determined, what we are giving to you with these three Friday games, It is Thursday as we are recording this. If you are looking for our picks for the Thursday games, Grizzlies, T-Wolves, Jazz, Mavericks, and Warriors Nuggets, just jump up an episode in the feed and you will find those right there. Let's jump into Friday's picks, you guys. Let's start off with Heat. And Hawks in Atlanta heat up 2-0 in this series. The Heat are 1.5-point favorites, and in this game, 221.5 the total on it. And this this has been a familiar line, you guys, from the books. We have seen uh, a lot of Game 3s set with the favorite on the road favored by a a point-and-a-half. That's exactly where we get the Hawks placed here. Uh, Dan, what are you thinking about this matchup?
2: I think it's too small of a number for the Heat. I like the Heat a lot here. I I just think it's such a good matchup for them. Uh, the Hawks are not quite full strength with um, Capella out, and I don't think um, uh, oh, there maybe big some men, good
0: news on Capella coming earlier. So there's a, there, the Hawks seem to be holding out a glimmer of hope that he can play on Saturday. Or,
2: yeah, on, but he's not going to be on full Bradet. strength. I would assume right. right so right, that, right. that's a big thing. Um, we've seen how Collins has not quite looked himself yet. I feel like. So, look, I, I just think the Heat, it's a great matchup for them. And and going on the road, look, game three is the tricky one. We saw it with the 76ers and the Raptors. The Sixers, this is clearly better team in the first two at home. And then they got that tough push on the road. Um, so this is the one, you know, game three, the first home game. But I still think the Heat are just so much better, and it's only a point and a half. I'm going to take it, uh, Miami minus one and a half.
1: Yeah, you know, and i it's just – I thought, you know, after the first game, you know, my my play was that the over would hit um, because it's hard to keep Atlanta under a two games in a row, and Atlanta did get to one hundred and five, but it it barely got over. And mm-hmm. to me, it's. Um, to me Miami is just such a good defensive team and that's tough for that's tough for Atlanta so I think with this so close and and again I'm going to harken back this is the number one seed in the east right here yeah. you know and they're and it's one and a half points so yeah give me Miami and I would I would tend to lean the under again I think it's 221 and a half or yep. s- something right there so yeah I think I'm I think I'm leaning the under one more time
0: Yeah, I lean under, too. It's not a play I'm going to make. If I were forced to pick it, that's what I would pick. And, you know, I think it's just, like... I'm surprised to see the one and a half on this one. Like um Sixers Raptors, that was one and a half, right? Or was it a, a couple it was maybe I was three and a half? Yes. That was but that was, the was lowest, one and a low yeah that was yeah, it was one and a half. uh, uh Grizzlies and T Wolves, uh, another one where we've got the the big favorite going on the road later tonight. That's at one and a half. Warriors Nuggets started at one and a half. Now I believe Warriors Nuggets is up to two in advance of that game on Thursday night. So we see these spreads a lot in Suns Pelicans, which we're gonna talk about in a second here. That is also at one and a half, but like So I get it. I get where they're coming from here. But this just this does not measure up to me for an Atlanta team that, as you said, Dan, just not at full strength. And this was going to be an incredibly tough assignment for Atlanta. Even if they had a totally healthy Clint Capella and a returning John Collins. And they have a not healthy and maybe not there Clint Capella and a still not healthy John Collins. And so, like, I just I look around the team and it's just, it's hard for me to believe that Atlanta's going to be able to keep up in this series. Atlanta's a, a quality team and a team that should feel, you know, pretty confident in its future um, when they go into the offseason this year. But I, I just, I don't think they can stick with the Heat. So we're across the board the same here. I'm going to throw out a, a prop in this one also. Give me DeAndre Hunter under. under. 19 and a half PRA. This seems to be adjusting in his favor because of the injuries in Atlanta's front court. But this is just a number he doesn't get to you guys. He's he's not really he he was coming out of college, he was gonna be a three and D guy. And that's really been true for his NBA career. And he's just he's not a guy who pitches in that much with assists or rebounds, and even with the additional opportunity with Clint Capella hurt, he he hasn't done it in this series. He has not given you anywhere near. PRA in this series, and so I don't think that it's a number that he's going to be able to approach in this game either. So I'm also going under on DeAndre Hunter's PRA of 19.5. Again, his his season averages don't come near. We haven't seen any hint of him stepping up in the RNA parts of the PRA calculation in the first two games of this series. So to think he can do it would be betting on things that we just, you know, haven't seen. Haven't seen him be able to prove uh, that he can do uh, in this series or really in this season. So I'm going to uh, add that as a, another sprinkle pick. Heat minus one and a half. DeAndre Hunter under 19 and a half. PRA and the Hawks really uh, looking at a tough uh, uphill climb against the Heat. Down two zero and underdogs at home in game three. Here we go, guys. The big one. The big one, Bulls and Bucks, game three in Chicago. United Center going to be rocking for this one after the Bulls win game two and look damn good in game one as well. Uh, a game that they rallied back from what was a, a 15 or 17 point first quarter deficit to make it a real game all the way throughout the second half. This opened up at Bucks two and a half. It is now Bucks. One and a half, that familiar spread for game threes in Chicago, 223 and a half, the total on this game. Funston, I know you said <laughs> right off the top, you just want to sit back and watch me and Dan, the Bulls fans, in this game. But do you have any sort of, I, I, I feel like the Bulls have found something with the way they've played defense over the first two games of this series.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And they see, you know, impressed with their attitude, and their moxie going into Milwaukee like that and not looking, you know, gun shy at all. And I think they gained a lot of confidence in this second game. And, you know, the injury to Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis isn't 100 percent. And this, frankly, is not a deep Milwaukee team as good as they are. Like, there's not starters in waiting on the bench. There's role players. And, you know, Pat Connaughton and and Grayson Allen and, and guys like that, they're, they're nice to put in there, plug in there, hit some threes, but they're not really, uh, you know, full, full fledged players in terms of the well rounded, uh, games that just given the opportunity. I think they're, they're thin on the bench. I think mm-hmm. this is a game that Chicago can carry the momentum, realize they have a chance to really turn things big time with this first game that you know, Chicago is going to be rocking. So I'm going to take the Bulls, uh, to take this one, um, and, You know, it's interesting. I was looking at the stats in that second game. They had six offensive (laughs) rebounds in the game. Did they have three on that one when they when when they when Milwaukee came down down by three with a little over a minute and Mm -hmm. with a chance to you know uh, when the Bulls if they miss Milwaukee can come back and tie it. And I think they had half of their offensive rebounds Mm -hmm. on that possession. That was at least two.
0: At least two on that possession, for sure. At
1: least at least two. I thought uh-huh. they had the third one, and then they fouled. I, I, I'm, I'm a little hazy have. on that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, you can just see this team is scrapping, and um, they're going for it. So I, I like the momentum they're taking into Chicago.
2: Boy, I don't know. I feel like I have two conflicting thoughts about this game, which is, one, that Milwaukee still owns the Bulls. Like, I still can't shake the history there. They had one game where they played really well. <laughs> I think the big thing is Alex Caruso, look, the Bulls went, I think, 7-14 and after the All-Star break, or 7-14 in the last 21, and, you know, we've talked about it to death on the show about how bad they looked and why we thought they were dead in the water. Alex Caruso looks like himself from earlier in the year again, which is weird, because I know it's a wrist injury. You wouldn't be surprised if that affected his shooting, but it seemed to affect his defending and his energy level as well. Um, so it seems like he's back, which has made a huge difference to their defense, which, Looked much better from the fourth quarter of Game One into Game Two, so I, I want I think the value play is finding who the Milwaukee supporting player that's going to step up and like get that player prop. Like, is Drew Holiday going to blow up? Like, is Bobby Portis going to be healthy enough and prove to... And Drew
0: Holiday looked gun-shy at the end of game
2: Yeah, two. it's
1: like... He
0: did not want to take shots.
1: He did, yeah. He missed... Right? He 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 failed to take a wide-open three kind of towards the end
2: there. That he, like,
0: had to take, even though he had he missed had a bunch. to take it. you yep. got to take exactly. that shot.
2: Yeah, so somebody's got to step up from Milwaukee. I, I like DeRozan. He's been much better at home. You look at Levine and DeRozan. DeRozan's average is higher at home. Levine's point-scoring average is a few points higher on the road. He hasn't really gone off yet and i, I know bell you're into levine in this game i think that's mm-hmm. that's certainly a, a spot i was looking at too
0: are you taking anything in this game dan
2: i i feel like i'm uh you know th- the force is clouded on this one <laughs> i don't know it's like i can't i'm too much of a fan in this one and i, I feel like everything i'm yeah. hemming and hawing and you know, and I, I have you know, I have to say when you mentioned Grayson Allen, I don't know, Bell, or if you remember Ugh, when Del do- exactly. <laughs> exactly. When Del Vadova <laughs> killed the Bulls in the playoffs like six years ago uh, or something when he was with Cleveland, yes, it was an elimination game in the United yeah. Center, and he went off and I was going, they're gonna I was swearing they're getting knocked out by Del Vadova. And I feel like Grayson Allen's gonna do that one game this series, and I'm gonna be right back in that same mental space.
0: So Grayson (laughs) Allen's already done that to me personally back in the 2015 NCAA championship game, Wisconsin and Duke, um, when he had like a Badgers were up 12 points early second half and he went on like a personal 9-0 run that totally swung the game and then Tyus Jones and Julia Locafor took over from there but i've hated Grace and Allen ever since and i mean everyone hates <laughs> Grace and Allen right so i'm already yeah. bracing myself for like the inexplicable Grace and Allen 30 point game that's coming at some point this series
2: but wasn't I, he the guy I, that I injured the, uh sorry to cut you yeah, off yeah, well, he's yeah, the guy he who injured, injured Crusoe, right yeah. okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah
0: exactly no, i i hate the guy all right, and like, I pretty much I pretty much gave up my sports hatred like with my teenage years. Right, that's something you do when you're a kid, and then you grow up and blah blah blah. But Grayson Allen still gets a piece of that teenage <laughs> hatred that I used to feel for teams and athletes, uh, just absolutely disgusting. Uh, but like I, I really, the Bulls have like the Bulls have found something on defense, and this is this was before the Middleton injury. It was before the Portis injury. Like they really have found something, and this was you know, the Bulls were when the Bulls were at their absolute worst this season. It was really they were such a bad defensive team without caruso and lonzo ball and obviously lonzo ball still out of the picture but they are you know they are not a bad defensive team when alex caruso is playing the way that he's playing in this series he just he's such a game changer and there's such a domino effect to having a guy who can do what he does who can you know, effectively guard a number of different positions and really lock down guys who are his side really really be that great great perimeter defender that he's been and now especially if you're talking about no Chris Middleton and so I mean that, that was such a huge uh, switch Billy Donovan switched things up and put Uh, Alex Caruso on Chris Middleton uh, part of the way through game two and it really changed the complexion uh, of the way that that game uh, looked and so now you've got maybe no Middleton in this one I, I really I really like the Bulls getting the one and a half at home here and yes I do like Zach Levine 22 and a half is his points prop in this one you guys game one he he shot eight for 29 from the field and he still grunted his way to 18 points. Game two, he took a backseat to um, to DeRozan scoring. Only got 17 shot attempts in that game. He averages 24 field goal attempts per game, just 17 in game two, and he still scored 20 points. Like Zach Levine scores, even when he is not shooting as often as he does or not shooting as well as he typically does. He's still going to get you into the high teens, low 20s. And now we're looking at a, a recency bias-driven points prop of 22.5. I think Levine sales past that in this game so I've got both those plays you guys I got Bulls plus one and a half and uh, I've got Zach Levine going over 22 and a half and if the Bulls win this game I mean like you said Funsen, and this this totally flips uh, the way this series is and is going and maybe Milwaukee feels like they are forced to play a, a hobbled Chris Middleton in game four if that ends up happening <laughs>
1: Yeah, and put me in. I was, I was looking at Zach Levine's PRA, which is 31 and a half, you know, and you're talking about it being deflated, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He's, av- he averaged on the season about. 34 to 35 uh, on the PRA. So they've, they've, uh, you know, devalued him a bit. And I, I think he's the one, he's the play right here. And, you know, cause De- DeRozan's at like 40 and a half, <laughs> yeah. which he's had a huge game, but you know, that's not like, that's not an every night thing for DeRozan, even though he's great.
0: Bulls are back, baby. The <laughs> Bulls are back. All right, guys, that last game of the day on Friday night is going to be between the Suns and the Pelicans. The Suns, as I said a little earlier, one-and-a-half point favorites in this one, 216-and-a-half the total. This is a game, or another one with a big injury, and in this one we do actually have some clarity on. Devin Booker going to miss at least the next two games because of that hamstring strain. I still think, I mean, this is... Never a good time for Devin Booker to get hurt. If he's going to get hurt, make it in a in game two of a series that you should still be able to handle. I still like the Suns minus one and a half here. I'm not going to play that because I have a few other props that I like on the Sun side, but I still lean in the Suns' direction in this one. Still think there's just too much firepower on this team. And I like Monty Williams being able to regroup and get ready for this game with a couple of days to prepare rather than just losing Devin Booker on the fly, like I said happened in game two. Funston, how do you size this matchup up?
1: Uh, listen, I, the Phoenix Suns were the best team in basketball and they, they had Devin Booker out for 14 games during the mm-hmm. year. Chris, DeAndre Ayton missed 24. Chris Paul missed 17. So look, these guys have been in and out and they lost 18 games. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be able to weather this. When, uh, Devin Booker was out for a seven game stretch in early December, they went five and two. Um, I think they're still a better team than New Orleans and, and they can, they can adjust here. So I'm actually going to take new, and I think there's a lot. I think this could be a double edged sword for New Orleans. I'm sure it's, you know, we're, we're kind of pumping up Chicago, taking that momentum and going back home for me this is like a younger team that maybe doesn't handle it as well against a more like you know against a very veteran savvy phoenix team that they might be able to take you know that exuberance and that over over energy that that they have in new orleans and it could it could end up shooting them in the foot so um i think it was especially with chris paul out there and the way mm-hmm. he can kind of floor yeah. general yeah. things so uh, give me, give me Phoenix to cover. And speaking of Chris Paul, as much as I think his presence is so huge, his PRA is 36 and a half. I talked about those seven games without Devin Booker. He only went over 36 and a half one time when Booker was out. And he just, he went over one time in this series. One time he didn't. The game he didn't go over. Booker was out. You know, Booker got hurt. It was the second game. So I'm going to take the under on the 36 and a half PRA for Chris Paul.
0: There you go. You and uh, Dan are of the same mind on Chris Paul a little bit, and I'm on the other side of that. Uh, Dan, get to you in a second here. Just want to throw out there also a re- a more recent stretch where the Suns played four games without Devin Booker. Uh, just in early March, they went 3-1, and one, the one loss being at Milwaukee. I think we'll give them a pass on that one. So this is definitely a team that has been able to weather any of their big guys being out, whether it's been Booker, Paul, or DeAndre Ayton.
2: Yeah, I love hearing that Funson's uh, on the on the Paul under PRA train. And I'm gonna I'm gonna follow his Levine PRA, and I'm definitely playing Chris Paul under here. And I, I might actually see the only thing with PRA. I actually might just go points because I think he's you know when Booker's not there, pause to be even more ball dominant. But his version of being ball dominant is more assists and more you know I'm gonna create the offense, and I think that's why I'm not expecting him to score. I looked at the same stretch you did in. Um, December when Booker missed time and Paul was there. And yeah, he didn't he didn't really go for big point totals. I think um I, I think on the team side I would lean Suns as well. The only thing is I'm I'm a little bit less confident in you know, again, game 3 is after a win on the road, the, the home crowd. This is the game New Orleans crowd is going to be into it right yeah this is the one that's a little tricky where you know the crowd factor might be more than your typical three or four points or whatever um but otherwise i'm, I'm on board with funston 100 with everything he said there paul the facilitator not necessarily the scorer
0: i think you guys are crazy <laughs> I, think, I, I i like come, this is chris paul down his best player a 36 year old Chris Paul the veteran savvy everything that's on the line for him every time this team gets to the playoffs now a guy who would have a is only thing he's missing in his entire basketball career is that championship ring totally change his legacy going toward the end of his career like you think he's not gonna I, I think he, this is this is a, an absolute veteran savvy moxie put the team on my back without our best player reset this series take control and go and cruise and win the next 3 games. Like I think Chris Paul has that understanding. And like there I'm not going to point to this matchup or that matchup because it's all the same that we've seen from the first two games, but like this is this is the time for a veteran to step up, put his team on his back and like I mean, how many better veterans are there in the NBA going right now? It's like it's Chris Paul and LeBron. Like those are the guys who have the understanding of and ability to rise to the moment with their veteran savvy more so than anyone. In the All right, so
1: what are you doing with that? You taking the PRA over? <laughs> you taking the no, points no, no. over? What are you I'm doing? I'm taking
0: the points. I'm taking the points over 20 oh. and a half. The the the, okay. the the A of the PRA scares me without Devin Booker being able to get him like four easy assists. Yeah. That's a,
1: yeah. so I'm a little well, I'm and more if you concerned look at that the, stretch the that we were talking about in December. It's like his usual 14 went down to like 10. I mean, you're right. It's yeah. like there's like four assists that Devin Booker you can just count on right? uh,
0: Chris Paul getting yeah. from him right yeah. like like where you do nothing and and Devin Booker just just drills an open three and you do you have nothing you're, you just happen to be the last <laughs> right. guy to touch it before the ball got to him. and so that that scares me a little bit. but I'm on Chris Paul going over 20 and a half points something else I'm on we don't have this posted yet, but Cam Johnson's, I think is gonna have to step up you know Camp Johnson gets a like gets a lot of the scoring opportunity. When Devin Booker has been out, if you look at the stretches Devin Booker has been out, you'd see some big scoring games out of Cam Johnson. In fact, in that recent March stretch, uh, Cam Johnson had his best game of the season, scored 38 points uh, in the second of four that Devin Booker missed in that stretch. And then actually Cam Johnson missed the next two games. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Cam Johnson in this one. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for him from behind the arc. I would expect the points prop when it is out to be yeah. either a slight favorite at one and a half or a slight dog at two and a half, whatever it is, I'm going to be taking the over on it because he's going to yeah. get those opportunities are going to be there for him. And I
1: trust him to knock him down. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was actually looking for that because, but it's, as you said, it's not out yet, but I'll be curious to see what that is. Go ahead. Dan, I,
2: I actually think uh, there's an interesting kind of correlation, at least in my head, there is uh, a, a Chris Paul. The, I think the chance of him going over is that it's a close game and then he'll take over and do the, like he did in game one and start sure, taking all fair. the big shots. If Phoenix mm-hmm. cruises or even wins by seven or eight, I think he's going to stay the distributor. So I think there's a, it might be a correlation there to close game. And then you're Chris Paul over,
0: man. I'm, I am. So we've, we haven't had a ton of like going at each other here early <laughs> in this, uh, in the playoffs. I'm happy that I get to be on the Chris Paul side of this. Uh, when in our first one, where we're really going at each other, you guys, this is fun. Like, I will always. I am down to align myself with Chris Paul. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> All right. At some point, that you know, if we follow history, at some point that's going to bite. <laughs> <laughs> if we follow the, the eighteen years
0: of his NBA career, we're just a, we just have something of a track record where eventually I'm going to be the one who's losing. But for now. In the first round, down Devin Booker against the Pelicans, the huge favorite in the series. I feel good aligning myself with Chris Paul, and we thank all of you out there for aligning yourselves with us and listening to this episode of Best on the Board. We're going to wrap things up here for Funston and Dan. I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.